Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio. You're back with Zach and the G-Wizzy Cullum Gifford. Wizzy time. Wizzy time. Uh, today we're talking about the fear of performance uh, or not performing at comps. And so this is such a common uh, sensation. Very, it's, very common. It's the reason that I think a lot of people probably don't compete more often mm. um, or maybe only compete for a very short period of time. Yep. Um, which is which is a shame uh, because competition can be uh, an amazing experience where you get to test your ability and um, where you get to see the fruits of the reward of all of your hard work paying off. Yeah. Um, and so today, what we want to do is we want to talk about some of the reasons why you have this fear of competitions and fear of not performing, and then talk about some strategies that you can try to implement to work through uh, those particular things. Mm. And so, do you ever, did you ever used to get performance anxiety? I was fear, just thinking about this before. Performing for yeah, yeah. Um, yes, for different reasons. Um, not performance anxiety so much for me. It's interesting because I I got more nervous when I started CrossFit than I did when I was racing BMX, which was my past life. And there was a lot more riding on me being a BMX racer than there ever was at CrossFit, which is interesting. Mm. Um, but yes, I not performance anxiety because I like being on the floor, but I did get anxious about competing for a number of reasons that we're actually going to talk about, which I can dive into when we get in there. So the, answer, mm. the short answer is yes. And uh, did I? Yes. Um, and exactly the same as you, which is quite funny. Um, my background was ice hockey, played internationally, um, played at multiple world championships, and it was a very different sensation competing in a CrossFit comp. Mm. Why do you think that is? It's weird. I don't know. It's weird. It's the same for you. Like you, are a, Zach was a hockey goalie. Um, so literally the only thing standing between the puck and the net. Um, and you would think once again... I don't know. I don't know if it was because we grew up in that environment. Like you played hockey from a young age, I BMX from a young age, and mm. it was all I knew. Whereas we started CrossFit a lot later in our yeah, we were yeah. So we were a lot older when we started CrossFit, and so there was like we started getting to a, a top level at a relatively young age within the sport, mm. and so there was maybe a degree of sort of um, that played into it, mm. um, and then and we didn't probably at that time had many tactics to deal with it we weren't yeah. we weren't uh, probably well trained in the the mental performance side of things that we've developed over the past sort of eight to ten years of yeah. that um yeah and so yeah just, yeah find it interesting some of the symptoms i used to get was cotton mouth mm. uh, where your whole mouth just goes completely dry yeah um and you feel like you're like there's a sahara desert in there yeah um, not being able to eat on comp days at all. Yep, not being able to eat on comp day. That was um, one that definitely affects a lot of people, which in turn hinders your performance. Mm. Um, the the lead up uh, to the comp, where you every single in- niggle or injury that you have um, amplifies, amplifies and gets like magnified times ten. You yep. have like a sore elbow, and then you think your arm's broken. Yeah. Um, so heaps of different uh, symptoms. But so let's start off by um, talking about performance anxiety. Um, so 
a lot of the time that's just that fear of not being able to meet your expectations or maybe the fear of letting your coach down or your mm. friends down or something like that. Um, do you think that's one of the, the main things or reasons that it that it kind of comes from? Yeah, I think so. Um, and yeah, it, sorry, I'm just thinking about how we can attack this question because there's an, a couple of things that I want to bring up that we could probably talk about a little bit later on in the chat. But definitely the fear of failure and a lot of people go into comps um, – yeah, with obviously the fear that they're going to let people down, their coaches down, their peers down, people have come to watch them, um, or themselves down. Like the people put a lot of expectations on themselves, probably um, for the wrong reasons in the sport. And when you do that, the fear of anxiety just goes through the roof. Like I, I would do that a lot. I would put very very high expectations mm. on myself when I was competing, and that in turn leads to that that fear of failure because you've you've set these lofty goals for yourself. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and so an athlete will kind of equate their performance with their self worth, and so if they feel like they don't perform well, then they're like that's a massive personal failure, and that decreased self esteem will come from that, and decreased self confidence. So there's that aspect of it. A lot of a lot of people, sorry, a lot of people when they when they jump in, one of the one of the things that I will always say to athletes that are on the floor is you can only do what you can do. So, you know, if if one of my athletes gets on the floor and their max is uh, max of a bar muscle ups or ring muscle ups is fifteen reps, they're not magically going to be able to do twenty five. The best they can do on that day is whatever they're capable of doing on that day. And I think mm. um, people get too caught up in that that kind of uh, performance anxiety when they're, when they're getting on the floor what if I can't do this what if I can't do that and I think that leads to a lot of a lot of the underlying tones in regards to this yeah and so like as you're saying like the the fear of um, competing or that performance anxiety can often come because they feel like they haven't done enough work mm. um, which was some, something that we've spoken about in uh, previous podcasts where a lot of athletes they, it's part of the reason that you're an athlete or a competitor um, is because you're driven and you, you want to be better and you want to be the best. And so with that comes an uh, underlying mindset of never thinking that you've done mm. enough, um, always wanting to do more. I feel that's probably where my most of my performance anxiety came from is not knowing if I'd done enough compared to the other athletes that I was competing against, especially mm. when I was doing it individually. Um, yep. And using the BMX example again, like I could only, I was going to be as fast as, I was going to be on the day. You know, I'd always done the work, but if someone was faster, there was nothing I could do about it. That was a, It's the same with CrossFit, but you are constantly thinking, because there's so many different aspects to the sport and there's so many different components to work on, um, like, how do you hit all of them and be confident that you've done enough in each point to go into a competition and be yeah. ready to compete? No, that makes sense. And then there's the, like, the community um, and that, like, peer perception. Um, and so this one, it's, it's, I always find a little bit funny because you'll have um, people come up and they're like, oh my God, you're going to smash it. You're going to be so awesome. Like, <laughs> they say gonna, it like that too. You're going to do great. Oh, I can't wait to come watch you. And then this just builds up all of this pressure on yep. you to perform on the day. And you feel like that if you don't perform, you're going to be letting those people down if they show up to watch you mm. or then they, they look at the leaderboard and they're going to be disappointed in you and they're going to be like, oh, Callum finished 10th. That's not very impressive. Um, and, but the reality is like, no one 
actually cares and no. like the things that they're saying to you are just out of being supportive not from that like pressure standpoint um so there's a, a there's a few reasons that you're probably feeling it they've, they've got that just that general performance anxiety the fear of failure the fear that you haven't done enough uh and then that pressure that you might be feeling keyword feeling uh from your peers and mm. the community um, even even potentially coaches might have uh, said something like that to you. And so let's talk about uh, some tactics to help you overcome this, so to overcome this um, comp anxiety. And so let's talk about things that you can do before the comp and the lead up to the comp. So let's say that we're in like sort of the month leading into an event. Um, what are some of the things that we can do? So the most common one um, is that you're one of those symptoms like that performance anxiety or that fear of failure or the negative, uh, the physical concerns, that's all going to materialise as thoughts, mm. right? Yes. And so you're going to be thinking these thoughts which are most likely going to be negative. They're going to be negative. 100%. And so the first thing that you would consider is some reframing um, where you're using some form of positive self-talk. And so do you have any tactics that you've used in the past when negative thoughts creep into your mind and you're trying to, like, particularly in regards to competition? <laughs> I'm a little bit different. For me, it just came down to me doing more work. So if I, if I was doubting or I ever became negative about that, my mindset would be you need to get in and do more. So once again, this goes back to what Zach was talking about, and I wouldn't call this a mental technique. Um, but I would... Used it as motivation. I used it as motivation to train harder. Um, mm. So in regards to the, the positive self-talk and visualisation, I guess in that regard it would be me visualising other people working harder or me on the floor uh, in these heats and these competitions with people that were, in my mind, better than me and me outworking them or out... Um, competing them on the floor or being faster or better at something like that so you would visualize that yes and so you'd visualize this in training uh yeah often okay yeah because uh, so a lot of the time people they mainly use visualization in uh the competitive aspect on the comp day on comp floor to be able to help them perform in a competition so um it's cool to hear that you were actually using it in training which is something that i do encourage athletes to be yeah, trying to sure. do yeah. um and so you've got like the one aspect of what cullum's talking about uh where he was using it as a motivator as fuel um so using comparison which we often talk about not doing but using it for a positive aspect yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's I was actually going to talk about comparison <laughs> as well <laughs> there's a time and place to, to be using comparison um, and this is if you are a competitive athlete um, the, the positive way to, to use it to go about it um, and knowing your personality type um, is whether or not you want to use it mm. um, is uh, important but using that to, to fuel you um, the other way that you can be using visualization is particularly around like the skill development side of things. Mm. Um, mm. And so let's say you've got a workout and muscle ups might be a weakness of yours and you know that there's going to be muscle ups in the comp. Um, using visualization in training where you put yourself on the competition floor in your brain yeah. um, 
throughout that training session imagining that you've got your competitors, your rivals next to you, um, where, and you're going through your muscle-ups and you're doing your muscle-ups with exceptional technique. Um, you're doing your muscle-ups to the best of your ability where you're um, hitting with like great form, great turnover, all of that type of stuff. Super smooth. It's a super smooth. That's a real effective way to be um, using visualisation in your training to help you succeed and help you perform on comp day. Yep. Um, and then you've got the mental rehearsal side of things of actually doing visualization about the comp. Yeah. And so, um, like the specific events that you're going to be going through on comp day, um, that's another really, really valuable way to be approaching uh, mental performance stuff. Yeah. Like, like I said, for me, it was always uh, I didn't want anyone to outwork me ever when I was competing at the sport so that visualisation would be and as Zach said it's, it comes down to personality type for me it was I was driven from in my mind seeing other people work harder than me yeah and so let's say um, now we're like we're pretty close to the comp you're still um, maybe feeling a little bit of anxiety still um, a bit um, nervous what is a tactic that you could be using um to help you manage this kind of process? Um, I guess just setting realistic expectations for the day. Um, as I've said just before, you can only do what you can do on the day. So mm-hmm. uh, once again, it comes down to knowing yourself as an athlete where you're currently at and um, setting those realistic expectations um, for the day or whatever you're doing um, during that during that competition day mm-hmm. or whatever target you've got. Yeah. And like... That comes down to the, the expectations. It's really common for athletes to have an expectation that's um, reliant on the leaderboard. Mm. So I want to finish top 10. And these these result-based uh, sort of expectations, they do have a place because they set the direction for all the work that you're doing all season. And it might be that you want to qualify for... Um, like a certain competition or like the games or even semifinals mm. or nationals, whatever it might be. And so they set direction, they set focus. But if you put all of your self-worth uh, in that result, then that's going to cause huge amounts of performance anxiety, mm. competition anxiety. And so what is very valuable tactic to use if you're someone who is prone to these um, fear of failure comp- and particularly around competitions would be to be a lot more um, process driven like and so what we mean by that in this instance is performing to the best of your ability in the workouts that are given mm. um, so that's um, having your plan and executing it that's um, making sure that you're Preparation is all on point. Making sure your nutrition is on point. Putting the effort into um, the mindset stuff that we're talking about right now. Yeah. If you tick all those boxes and you look back at the end of the comp and you go, well, I did everything that I was capable of, as Callum just said, like your expectations align with that and you're focused on the process, then you can't really be upset no. because you've done everything in your power. A, l- a lot of people forget too that so much of the sport is out of your control. Um, you can only do once again as Zach has talked about with the process stuff you can only focus on yourself and you cannot control I can't control what Jack Laker does on the floor you know and something that is maybe better at me um, or better than me at or whatever Um, you can only control the controllables and that is everything that Zach just mentioned yeah um, and this 
this was something that was really driven in home to me and after the 2016 games. Um, and so we qualified top of our region uh, points-wise and in a lot of workouts we were uh, quite comparable to CrossFit Mayhem. Um, on the starting lineup, we were lined up next to CrossFit Mayhem in the first workout in um, Murph. Um, and it gives me PTSD talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> and... Starting lineup, we're like, fuck yeah, this is us. Top teams game finish, come at us. And I think we finished that workout like second to last, maybe. Um, and I think we didn't fin- get time capped. We didn't get time capped. And they finished, I think, like, I don't know, might have been like fifth or something like that. Um, but we had absolutely all we could do was focus on our own execution. Mm. Um, did we execute to our absolutely to our ability? Not quite. Um, but they executed extremely well and all those other teams were executing extremely well and so that was outside of our control and even on our best day we might not have been able to perform that workout Mm. um, even five places better and so it's knowing that spending hours beating yourself up about it in the um, in the post or being concerned about what's going to happen it's just a massive waste, waste of emotional of energy, energy. Um, it's going to steal the joy from the training that you're doing and that um, and everything that you're putting the thing that you're dedicating hundreds of hours a week to, well maybe not a week but hundreds of hours to yeah. um, and you're just going to lose all of that enjoyment from it 100% and so um, another thing that I really believe in, um, and this isn't a plug to um, us, but is, <laughs> is having a coach, um, is having someone that can give you another perspective on the situation. Because it's so, when, you, when you've got a problem, it's so easy to be um, too close to it, to be able to actually see what's holding you back or what, what the where the problem actually lies and by having the support of someone else to actually just have a 10 minute conversation with to kind of explore what you're going through Mm. can be massive in transforming the way you think about um, the lead up to a comp or wanting to perform well at a comp. Yeah, it's sometimes it's like spaghetti in your head um, when it comes to this stuff and and obviously having a different perspective or something just a a, basically a soundboard to get it out is going to be incredibly helpful. Yeah, just someone to, even a teammate, just someone, but bottling it up and not talking about it um, is pretty common, particularly in Kiwi society anyway. Um, And so actually just talking about what you're going through um, and just exploring where those feelings are coming from, why you're getting them, and then working through some sort of strategy to help you work through them. It might not even be anything drastic. You might not need to make massive changes at all, but sometimes most of this stuff is better out than in anyway. Yeah. Um, and one other thing that you can be doing to, to help with the um, pre-comp nerves or comp anxiety is um, compete more or comp- set up sort of mock style competitions so like um if you're doing nationals for example having a day um or two days where you compete uh get a bunch of people that um you might be competing against and get together and Mm. put a little bit of pressure on um each other to go a little bit faster and go a little bit harder and there will be a few nerves even though you're in the in the normal gym in your own gym or wherever you might be um but that's just going to start to um Build a little bit of evidence for you that you are capable mm. of uh, competing or 
uh, been on the you just deserve to be on the competition floor yeah. with these people. I think that was probably one of the the biggest assets that we had back in the beginning is that we had a bunch of people that all wanted to train and compete at the same time as us. So we would have people travel here from other gyms that were really good competitors, and we'd train a lot during the weekends with these people, um, and in competition based environments that you know with people that would be at the time in a in a top heat at most comps, and I think that. Once again, um, helps with that validation of you going into a comp and being prepared and ready to go, knowing that you can compete with these good guys and you have done regularly on a on a weekend by weekend basis. Mm. Um, I think that was very helpful for us. I'm not saying all the time, um, and I'm having these conversations with people at the moment um, in regards to environment and training environment. But once or twice or three times a week, where you are going up against people that are really really good and are going to encourage you to bring your best. Um, is really good for A, helping you get better for competitions, but B, uh, eliminating some of that anxiety as to whether I've done enough or whether I'm good enough to be out on the floor or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, just some, some leaving parting words. Um, this was something that um, a mental performance coach that we worked with at one point, uh, David Neethi, um, who's a style bender, um, and Lydia Co, and I think he coaches like the does mental performance stuff for like the breakers and huge amount of other mm. New Zealand athletes. Um, he said, I think his words were, "Give yourself permission to succeed." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, giving yourself permission to succeed, what that means to me is you have put the work in, you have. Uh, you're working on your nutrition, you're working on your mindset, you're listening to podcasts about being better, you're doing all the right things, you deserve to succeed. And so you need to give yourself that permission to succeed so that when you it does come time to uh, step out on the floor on comp day, you can execute uh, all of the hard work into your ability. And so leave that, let's leave with that today, which is give yourself permission to succeed. If you enjoy our content that we're providing, please like and share with your fellow gym goers. Leave us a review and please take a screenshot and chuck it up on social media. We really want to get the word out so we can continue to help everyday people become high performers.